Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Seeking Profit. My name is Andrew, and I'm here, as always, with Emil. Emil, how's it going, man? How's, uh, how's your housework? The plumbing is done. I have like four holes in my walls that nobody can see. Luckily, it's behind everybody. Uh, the drywall guy's coming today, but uh, it's done. I'm, I'm like $5,000 poorer, so that's, that's fun. But it's done. It's fixed. But no water anymore. No water. It was actually a slab leak, so it was under the house. You couldn't like, it wasn't like leaking through anything. Bubbling up? It wasn't bubbling up. It was just like leaking. Like you can hear this like hissing sound leaking from the walls in my office. So it wasn't like destroying anything because it was just leaking, I think, onto, onto like the dirt or whatever is under the house. But it's just like letting out a bunch of water and probably running up my water bill. Dude. We had like a leak here, uh, but before the leak, there was like some PFOA thing and they had to like switch where they're getting the water from. And now like water is like, like the price of like oil where, <laughs> you know, before like one kid would be taking a bath, one would be taking a shower. Like, no, no, everyone's taking a shower together at the same <laughs> time and I'm timing it. <laughs> The whole Fieber family just in one bathtub. That's right. All four of us in there. There's not, sorry, there's not enough time for soap for you. Maybe next week. Yeah, the soap just drops off of you and Laura onto the children and like, that's it. That's it. That's all you guys get. That, that's not how you do it? <laughs> Wait, that's not how everyone takes a shower with their family? Weird, weird. Uh, so um, the other day we were talking about like growing the writing team and how we like bring them in and actually they get the thing that we're like looking for them to do, which is easier said than done. Uh, you were like, let's make it an episode. And here we are. So do you want to kick us off? Yeah, this is one I think a lot of people just have a hard time with, especially if they start their own site, right? They're writing everything themselves. They try outsourcing, you know, maybe they find an agency that's cheap or whatever, and they try them out. Or they find, you know, one writer and it doesn't work out and they just are like, you know, outsourcing doesn't work. Everything is garbage. So uh, I have only outsourced content on my client sites and on my sites I own myself. I know you do the same thing. I don't know. Maybe you wrote some early articles on List of Money Matters, maybe not. But like you and I primarily relied, rely on outsourced content. So let's teach people our system, how we do it, uh, our hiring steps, how we create briefs for them if we create briefs and all that good stuff to help people like find good outsourced writers to scale up. I feel like anyone that I've talked to that has gotten this working has just spent thousands thousands that have become garbage yeah. in learning this thing that I feel like <laughs> like the big producers know but it's and it's like almost like obvious but not apparent. So leads to the first question, when should you bring someone in 
And when should you just do it yourself? Yeah, so I have like two thoughts on this. The first one is like, if you're starting a site, you have no money. Obviously, you got to write the content yourself. If you're like, you know, I, I'm fortunate where I have the cash to pay writers and I don't have to write my own stuff. But if you're starting from zero and cash is the limitation here, like you're just going to have to write it yourself. The other thing I would say is like, if you like, if you are the expert and you enjoy writing content, by all means, you should write it. I don't enjoy writing. It takes me forever because I'm a perfectionist. It Writing's just hard. carries on longer than it should. It, writing is hard. It's really hard. I like spend too much time doing it. Like good enough is very hard for me to reach. Uh, so I just spend so much time writing it. I feel like I'm a better manager of the, the work and like the vision and running the playbook versus like writing everything myself. So that's why I outsource. And I think outsourcing just helps you, it helps you scale, right? Like if you're a one person team, maybe you can only write one a week or whatever your full-time job or whatever you're doing allows you. This just allows you to grow your site faster, I think. I do want to say that I think at some point when you're starting, or not at some point, when you're starting, money or, or otherwise, if it's your first site, you need to do it yourself. I kind of liken it to like Hell's Kitchen with Gordon Ramsay, where you can't really manage people at a high level doing incredible work if you don't understand like one, what excellent is or what it is like to create it. Because if an article for your niche, say, and I was in personal finance, so it maybe takes like six, seven, eight hours to like create a really good thing. And if you've not done it, maybe you'll expect your writer's going to get done in two hours. Then you're just a shitty boss. Like, it's just like not realistic, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Like early in my career, when I started doing marketing in-house at a startup, you know, I focused on SEO and I was actually writing the first couple articles myself. So you're right. I, I think everyone does need to spend that time in like chopping wood of actually writing and figuring out what, what good looks like it'll help you develop that muscle. I think over time, you know, I, I started while in-house bringing on writers, managing writers, and now it's like I do it through the agency and for my my content site. So it's like a muscle, you know, you start at the bottom and then you, you start managing the process versus doing the thing. So if you like wrote some or didn't, you're just like, I got this, I know what I got to do. You probably first, you're like, all right, I'm just going to go to Upwork. I'm going to like job title, like writer needed, description. Can you write things that I ask you to write? Um, and then at the bottom, you're just like, must be cheap. Um, <laughs> and then you just go. And, and that's like basically it, right? <laughs> no, that's definitely not how you do it. Uh, as you know, you were obviously joking. But like, yeah, let's talk about like hiring writers. So I'm curious, where have you, where have you typically sourced your writers from? So I have done the Upwork thing. We, we yeah. put a bit more work into that the, the application. Um, but it's I've found that it's really hard to get good out of Upwork. Like you need to nail the, the posting, stuff like that. Um, I've pulled from email lists that we've collected with the brands. That for me by far has been like the gold. Um, and then uh, I've, Email list from the like brands? emailing list of money matters or, or like we're hiring someone for lasso now emailing mm. the lasso list and it's just like we get like a lot of like great responses um and then the other one is i've tried an agency um 
but uh, that didn't work for me. Um, like yeah. very quickly. Like I don't even know if I. They gave me maybe two things. I was like, nope. I didn't even like pay. Maybe like yelled at each other a little bit. Um, so <laughs> that that's been my general experience. And Upwork's pretty cheap, but I think you get what you pay for there. Um, we've we've brought people like in house. Um, not cheap. I mean, it's funny because you and I have had like different experience. Like I solely source off Upwork for for all my content sites have been writers from Upwork and you get a really mixed bag and I can like go over kind of how I structure my job ad and how we vet and things like that. Um, I think I found like, can we show a picture of one of your job ads? Yes. Yeah. I'll just like, yes, I'll blur out sensitive information, but otherwise, yeah, we can pull in a job ad. The basic thing here, here's, here's the thing with the job ad. I don't think my job ad is really that amazing. What I think I do that's a little different is I make it private and I go out and I look for people. I don't let mm. people apply to my job ad because that's how you, you know, you get a hundred people applying and then I have to sort through all the bullshit. So what I try to do is like spend the time, you know, a couple nights, you know, I open up a job ad a couple hours a day. I'm just searching different terms, right? Whatever niche you're in, niche writer or even just searching the niche author, whatever, things that would find writers who know that topic. And I'm inviting them to apply for the job. So that's one you know, of the big I've things. I've gone through and invited people, but I, I think because I kept it open, mm. like the hordes came in, applied, and maybe they didn't because there was already a lot of applications. But the thing is like, because I've only had them open, I had to add like, math questions at the end or weird word problems to even validate if they read my description because most people just like paste the same response and some of them are so good you almost can't tell except for the fact they didn't answer your question what's Mm -hmm. three plus five right i I actually so even though my job ad is private i do that as well i say at the end of the job ad you know there's three things it's like send me examples of your writing something else, I forget what it is, and then your favorite food, right? So it's just like, because a lot of people will send their samples anyway, but I just have that random third question like you do to make sure people actually like can follow instruction. It's like a basic disqualifier. Like, do you read instructions? There, there was this, uh, something I had watched on Van Halen touring, and it was that whole like M&M's thing. Have you ever heard this? Where... No. Uh, they like they had like all these like pyrotechnics and it was like really like detail oriented like people could like die and okay. so in their list of like you know the room needs to be like this they need to have like you know lukewarm chicken and all this like weird stuff that the band requires and M and M's with like no blue M and M's in the bowl <laughs> or whatever the thing was yeah. and if they didn't do that thing like they knew like it was like they had like wait or whatever because. Like that attention to detail was missing. Mm. Um, I think it's important for the writer too, you know, have attention to detail. Exactly. Cause we're going to talk about it, like creating briefs and how do you create a roadmap for the writer to create something good? It's like the step one, right? Like if they can't even read the job ad, are they going to pay attention to all the feedback you're giving them, all the details within the brief? So you don't have to like ask for edits and all this stuff. So it's just, you need that qualifier disqualifier, I guess in the ad to just weed through people, even if you're sending out the invitation yourself. So the, like the burning question of probably 
everyone watching and the thing like I just need to know like how much did you pay for and for what and and I guess the, the so it's like how much do you pay mm-hmm. what is the metering thing and then maybe the final question is like when does it pay out like do I ship you the draft are you allowed unlimited edits does that have to be published yeah so the way I do it I usually neg- negotiate on a price per word because they're freelance. If I brought someone in-house, obviously it'd be different, but like price per word, it just works for me. I pay most of my writers that actually need like legit experience in this thing and have, you know, it's not like anyone can write on it, which, you know, we've talked about is one of the criteria I use for these sites anyway. I pay like six cents per word, but like it really just depends. Is that like a lot or a little? I don't think that, I think that's, I mean, some people pay like two cents, three cents a word, but I think that's like the low bottom of the totem pole. I think six cents is like, I think six cents is decent, especially for the quality we're getting. So just going to do some quick math here because I can't math in my head. Six. (laughs) Yeah, like a 1500 word article, right? Like, let's just. It's so $60 for a thousand word. I, I actually don't know why I needed a calculator for that. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed. Here's the thing. I, in part of where I get my price per word, there's some negotiation. So people may come back to me with like eight or nine cent when I ask them a price per word. That's part of the thing, right? They send me, there's, that's like after they've replied to my job ad, they've answered the three things I've asked for. We get to like talking about more, more about specifics and negotiating price per word is one of those things. So you you know maybe they start at eight or nine cents and I tell them look I'm going to be giving you some volume it's going to be a steady two to four articles per week whatever it may be and um, I'm going to provide you a brief so you're not going to have to like you know do a ton of like the outline research like I'm giving you this roadmap which should help eliminate some time you're spending on these so I think that's part of it so I show people that I also you know I hope Upwork's not listening most of the time after we've done the test assignment. I take people off of Upwork because Upwork mm. takes like, I don't know, 10% off your first X amount that the freelancer makes. And then five. So like the freelancer gets screwed on their first, you know, a couple thousand bucks. So I take them off of Upwork and I pay them myself. So that also saves them some, some cash that they would, you know, have otherwise paid to Upwork. So that's part of like all of my negotiating. My like move, whether it's like pulling them off Upwork or taking them from an agency I worked with, it's always like, I'll split the difference with you. So like they make more, like I pay less. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, how dare you steal from an agency? As an agency owner, I'm very disappointed <laughs> in you. <laughs> it's usually it's usually because they were like basically stealing from me. It's like this person's full time, like wink, wink, wink. It's like <laughs> find out that they're, they're not. <laughs> so the, the way that I've, done it. I guess I feel that like the words aren't what's indicative of what good is. Mm-hmm. Although a lot we didn't have like super strong briefs when we were like really really publishing. Um we kind of like backed into the price. We, we would like type out articles. So we'd like this is a list. This is an you know a how to. This is mm-hmm. a review, you know whatever the amount of effort and we imagine like what someone making $20 an hour, like how long should it take them? And then that's where we'd put the price point at. So how much were you paying for, let's call it a thousand word article? So for, for the, for listen money matters, that that was like hard. You had to like do research. You couldn't be wrong. Um, we were paying between three fifty and four fifty for an article. Wow. 
but you know that that works for that kind of site because you know the le- the amount of money you guys were making like the cost per lead these show sponsors you were getting allowed you to to work into that right like just it's just how it worked the math worked out for that for, for example, if you're writing a personal capital review for us and say we, you know, reviews were worth more, so they're 450, I would need three people to sign up for personal capital to net it out as like just a wash, no yeah. loss, no gain. Like we would, three people would accidentally stumble through the door drunk. And just click and sign up. <laughs> and so, you know, we felt yes. we felt it was appropriate. In hindsight, we probably could have paid less, kept more. Um, it was a different time. But that matters, right? It, it is about, like, how much can you pay? Like, when someone just like, oh, that's too much, 350 450 It's like, man, if that's what you need in an industry like personal finance, like, for my clients, right, they're SaaS tech companies or real estate tech companies or e-commerce companies, whatever, like, I'm not paying that low per word. I need someone who's just a, it's a different level and a different like thing I'm asking of them because, you know, it's just different content sites versus client sites. Like we just put more effort into to client site content. It's just what it needs to be because it's not as informational of content, right? We're creating stuff that's trying to really, really convert. Um, so it really does. Yeah, it yeah. matters your industry. You know, probably too much. Gift Lab, we do like 100 to 200 a list, but like, it was a volume game, and so if we could get you know a few percent more conversion rate, like it actually would meaningfully make more. Okay, so what would you say for a general info article on a general niche? Like, what is a reasonable like price? Like, you eighty dollars an article, one fifty. What do you think is? Uh, I think where I'm at, like six cents a word, right? So. If- I think five, six cents a word is probably pretty good. I have one writer for another site. She's but the four articles cents. aren't a thousand words. Right. You know? Okay. So so most of my articles, like when I'm looking at my invoice at the end of the month, paying writers, we're paying between, let's call it 80, sometimes up to 150 per, per article. Sometimes even more, 150 oh, okay. to 200 on like, you know, if it's a big affiliate article, 3000 words where it's a lot of work and they have to, you know, they're doing a lot of reviews of stuff that goes up a little bit as well. To like 200. Maybe a sidecar question to that. Where are these people located? Uh, so for the main site, one guy is in Argentina. He's originally from South Africa. He kind of travels around. He's in Argentina right now. Another person's in, uh, I want to say Tennessee, but I'm not sure. And then the other one's in Georgia. So two of the U.S., one outside the U.S. Roughly kind of like the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee, Argentina. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to- totally the same place. <laughs> In terms of price point, we, I, we actually wind up looking often outside the U.S. unless it like needs to be in the U.S. or needs to be almost you need to understand the language and like how you may have shorthand type things. Just because um, pound for pounds, the the truth is you just get more. Um, You're right. Even some of like the European countries. I still, my preference is really someone who is uh, in the U.S., especially just because most of our sites, traffic is coming from the U.S. I want that person to like, to live here, to know the language of the, yeah, it's like, even if you're an English speaking person, like you mentioned from Europe, 
the, the language you use, the things that like, I don't know, it's just different. And so, uh, not say that's bad, but I just will lean towards us writers. Uh, the guy who's originally from South Africa, obviously English is first language there. And he's just, he's just like really, really good. Like he's the gearhead. He does like all, like 80% of my affiliate articles. It's kind of fun when you have multiple writers, you kind of figure out like wh- where is their, what is their area of expertise? Like this guy's really good at gear. Yeah. Uh, the woman who writes for me in Georgia, she is like very good at how to's and directional and tips. And then the other guy is more like the fun, more like generalist type content will do. So it's, it's nice when you have multiple writers, you kind of figure out where their strengths are and you, you start slotting them in, in those types of articles. For what it's worth, we, we've only had U.S. writers as well. It's been like dev that's been outside, but, but maybe more yeah. chance. Okay, so um, got price, location. You know, so you're talking with them. Uh, they're like, fine, six cents. I'll do it. I'm in Argentina. I know that's where you like to hire your writers. Um, <laughs> uh, how do you vet them beyond their favorite food? Yeah. So once we've negotiated, everything's good to go. You got to do a test assignment and it's always paid. I don't do unpaid. Like that's unfair to the writer. Uh, same. I, yeah, yeah. I would never expect them to just like do unpaid. So it's always paid whether we publish it or Unless not. it's like you didn't even try. Like I yeah. can't pay you for like actual garbage. I've paid like, for garbage. To salvage it. You know? I've, I've paid. I, oh. Some people have written, you know, for a new site, like I have gotten stuff back that I am like, I can't even use this. And I'm just like, thank you. We went with somebody else and I just pay them and move on. You know, it's 60 to hundred bucks. I'm not going to like, it's really nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, depending on, depending on the site and how long, usually I'm not choosing like a, you know, 3000 word guide for them to start with. We're choosing like, you know, about 1200 words or something, seeing how they do there. So the test assignment to me is like, that's a key. Again, I'm hitting, I'm sending them the content brief, giving them as many, as much instruction as I can. And that's just like, that's where, you know, you test out multiple writers and you figure out which one's the best. Pretty standard. All right. Similar thing. We, we've asked them like, you know, what's your favorite stand-up comedy or, you know, what's something that you did that was really cool or what are you like learning now just to see if there's like any dynamics to them. So vetted them uh, and that's like the easy part because um, the next part is the brief yeah. and you especially are, like love briefs. I actually had never heard of briefs until you told me about briefs. And then I feel like I hear them everywhere. (laughs) I I think they're really popular, um, like in-house teams, like, you know, the world I come from, like B2B SaaS and and like tech companies, they're all about like content teams are all about briefs for external writers. Uh, I think it's picked up a little bit more on like niche site and people, you know, creating their own blogs. But to me, this is where I think a lot of people, they slip They're They just assume like, I've, I've tried outsourcing and what I got back was terrible, especially compared to their standards because the brief is where you get to create the roadmap, right? You get to decide on all your H2s. What do you want covered within those specific H2s? Let's say you're outsourcing an affiliate article. What exactly do you want them to cover? Pros, cons, description, what they liked, what they didn't like, like really specific things. You want, you want like my goal with my brief is the writer is just filling in the blanks. They don't have to like, think a ton about structure. And that is to me, like that's the key to making it 
like up to your standard and making outsourcing content successful. I just don't know how you so do you it. You basically otherwise. like take the the thought piece and you you try and do as much like like strategic thinking for them as possible, and and to maybe contrast with the way that we did it, which arguable if it worked, we would like enumerate the keywords we want to rank for. I would link to articles that I'd be, I would say like, like this, but better, or take this from this, you know, whatever. And then we would have just like a huge checklist of like, did you use Grammarly? Did you add images? Did you do Yoast? You know, and that was like, that was like our process. But then it would get stuck in editing for like a really long time. Lots of back and forths. I imagine tears from writers and that's like start over on big, sections so you like put all of the framework in place so like explain more explicitly what you add that like removes thinking from them yeah why don't i just pull up um i'm gonna pull up a sample brief from an old client we had they're uh SaaS, so it's not like a content site but the structure is the same this is just a very detailed brief you know you just use it for your niche so let me pull that up all right, so this is a sample brief that we used for a client about a year ago, a year or two ago. And I think you and I will get into like, in a future episode, like we'll create a brief from scratch because I think that'll be super helpful for our listeners. But I'm just going to give like a, an overview here. So this is the general section. It just covers like basic guidelines. Like we don't need a conclusion here. Make the intro personable, exciting, blah, blah, blah. A lot of times clients will give me like, a buyer's guide, or we ask them a ton of questions about how to position the company, uh, unique selling points, all those kinds of things. And we'll link to that here for the writer. We prepped the writer with that before, but it's just a good resource for them to have in the brief as well. Would you say guidelines yeah. does, generally doesn't change article to article as long as the site is the same? Exactly. So like the guidelines will be different per site we're working with. But once you create it, it's like very rare you need to go back and change it. So you're just duplicating these and mainly just changing the, the outline portion here. So outline, we have the title, we have the meta description, the word count we're going for, just so that the writer can get a good overview of that. How do you come up with the word count that you want? Uh, so I think I mentioned in a different episode, I use a tool called Topic that allows you, it's like ClearScope. Um, it's part of, it's a tool within that. Yeah, but it's it's only available to AdThrive users. AdThrive bought it, so it's only available mm. in there. But I'm a legacy customer, so I still get to use it. But it basically shows you, like, in the top 10 results, you get, like, x-ray vision, like, what are all their H2s and H3s? It looks at the word count of those. So, like, I'm usually looking at the top three to five and figuring out what is the average word count that Google likes here. Like, sometimes you see people with, like, 5,000 words, I omit those outliers where it's like this person is just doing that old school thing of more is better. So I ignore those. And I try to just find like a good average of where this needs to be, like what Google's is liking on page one for this. All right. Then we have the intro and I'm telling the writer here, I, I won't do this all the time. Like once a writer gets in a good flow, we don't need to like get them, you know, like write out the intro for them. But I, I tell them like, here's the mindset. Talk about the problem the reader's going through, figuring out which video editing tool with collaborative features is right for them and what you'll be covering within the article. Pretty standard. Uh, here we'll start with like, okay, before we get into the tools, like what are the things you should look for in a tool? Kind of like a mini buyer's guide. Three to five bullets of things readers need to be looking mm. for as they assess options. 
see here for an example, right? So like I'll give them just as a content person, SEO person, I come across good examples. I, I kind of put them in like a swipe file folder and I pull them into briefs when I need for good examples for writers. And then we get into like the actual list. Okay. So this was the company. We have a description. We, we're going to bullet out the top features, shortcomings, right? Like usually we'll have this from the client that I can pass to the writer here. It's just like a general mm -hmm. thing. And it's the same thing for each of these tools. What do we want you to cover? And so I'm listing out all the tools I want them to cover. You know, it's the same thing. Each one here, uh, this is like a, you know, for anyone who's used to using clear scope or phrase or whatever, it's like, what are the common keywords that you should have or the topics that should be used within this? So, you know, I mentioned that up here in, in the guidelines, use like 70 to 75% of this naturally as you're writing this, but uh, these are the keywords we need to kind of sprinkle within. And I don't rely super heavily on, on my, some writers are really good at this. I also have an editor for client sites that like does a better job of, of doing this stuff. And so we'll do more of that on the back end. I, I more so just want the writer to like really nail what's in the brief. And so you spell out all the details and then they hand over, um, like a Google doc. Yeah, that's it. Like they do it separately. So I like to have the topic. I like the brief to be separate. So we have something to go back and look on. And then they create a new draft in a, in a new doc. So, and then uh, you'll just pay them once they send over the, the doc. Do you push it through an editor and make them make improvements? Or like, when do you like close it out for them? Yeah. So usually my, my first step is I'm going through it and making sure that it was where I want it to be, especially again, in the early goings when you're, excuse me, testing out a new writer like you got to make sure it's up to snuff, right? Like once I get in the flow with a writer, I'm doing less of the checking, less of the feedback. Cause there's been, I try to front load as much of the feedback as I can so that like, I'm not spending time on each one, like doing all this process. And so to, you know, initially you'll do a test, maybe you hand it to them or hand it to them, you send it to them directly in, in Upwork, but eventually they'll onboard into a system of yours where they'll kind of like pick these up as they want, or do you assign writers like you always make the assignment, like you do this, you do this. Yeah. We have like a Trello board and I think you and I can do a real a good deep dive in a, in a separate episode, but it's like lives in a Trello board. When we have multiple writers, we tag them <clears throat> and they just know to come back like, you know, every couple of days, see what's in their queue and just work on it. Tag me when they're done. It goes through editing. It goes to VA or, you know, depending on what site, if, if there's a VA, if there's an editor and just goes through our full process. So, um, in, in your brief, you had like URLs, you know, like H2s, like basically like written out or for the most part written out. Um, how long does it take you to create this or like how much time do you put into the research? Yeah. So I would say a brief early on with a client, if it's a client, again, they usually just get a little bit more attention because it's client. I don't know. We just put, I just put more attention there. Like my content sites are my side hustle right now. Uh, so those will probably take on average 30 minutes, depending on how detailed the brief needs to be for a content site. Some of them can get knocked out in like five to 10 minutes up to 15. I would say at this point, like it's a muscle. You just start getting really good at like, especially when you have tools like a topic or a phrase or all the other ones out there, they just, 
they just help you get this done faster. I think, you know, people using AI, AI can help you generate uh, outlines. Granted, they're, they become generic outlines, right? Because it's like, I think, mm. you know, we'll talk about this later, but <clears throat> AI, I think, is just really good at creating more generic content faster. Do you know, like, about how long it takes a writer to complete one of these? Have you ever gotten an idea like this takes them, with the brief, it only takes them like two hours or, you know? It's a good question. I never ask because I I personally don't like pay per hour. The only thing the only thing on my team anywhere is like pay per hour is dev work. Everything else is like I'm paying you for the th- the thing being done. I don't care if it took you 15 minutes. I don't care if it took you an hour. Like I I'm paying for the final product. So I don't know. I never ask, but I, I'm like super curious. Like you know, I'm all about briefs. You're, you're kind of like, I think warming up to the idea. I think you guys are starting to use them more in lasso, but if you're listening, I'm very curious if you use briefs, let us know in the comments. Do you use a brief? Don't you, how long does it take you? Like, I'm, I'm curious how many people actually do this. I'd love to see others examples too. Um, I want ours to get better. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> uh, we'll include like, is it okay if we include this brief in the description? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll make a copy that's viewable and people can can check it out. That would be awesome because I you know I bet people will will replicate this. I'll just like make it easier. It's like a starting point. Sure. Um, there's so much more I want to talk about the writing process. But I promise that we will make another episode that is meaty with it. Um, and so if you liked this and you want to find out more about like managing writers kind of like the actual publishing process the flow like kind of doing this at scale um emil and i like literally can't wait to talk about it uh so hit subscribe and as soon as it comes out you will find out if you want to ask emil a question about his briefs let me know that i paid too much about to our writers or whatever uh it's at emil shore on twitter at andy phoebe um, and if you want to know any of the things that we mentioned in this episode, tools, things we mentioned in other episodes, just go to seekingprofitshow.com slash toolbox. That is it. Thanks for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time. Later, man. See you, dude. We're seeking profit. We're, we're, we're seeking profit. We're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking profit. We're seeking, seeking, we're seeking, seeking, we're seeking profit.